So, um, we are in the midst of quarantine right now because of the COVID virus that's been going around. And I have been staying at my parents' place. All of our family has been together. Before I start this podcast, um, I want to say thank you to the first responders and everyone who is helping out with this virus. It is, I think, a lot more than any of us can understand. And it's amazing to know that we have people on our side making sure people are fed, making sure that they have the medication they need and the help that they need. So thank you, everybody just for being there for everybody else and putting yourself on the line um, to make sure that our population is doing great. With that being said, hello, everybody. I am Kendall Long. Welcome to Down to Date. In the studio today, well, at home today, we're doing a home recording. I have my mom and dad, Bob and Michelle. Hello. Hello. (laughs) And I'm so excited. Okay, so I read a statistic that in China, the divorce rate is like more than it's ever been because people have been quarantined together. And I thought that was so interesting. Mm. Like people are actually separating and getting divorces because they're forced to stay, you know, indoors with each other. Facing the reality. Facing the reality of everything. So what are your guys' thoughts on, I mean, you guys have been now in quarantine together for two weeks now, three weeks. Three weeks. Five years. So how is... <laughs> so how has quarantine been? How has quarantine been? Uh, has it made, like, are there any differences you notice in your relationship? Well, it's all scrambled up right now because before we all had jobs. So my job was, you know, have dinner ready, you know, make everything nice, keep everything beautiful, keep everything running. And when dad came home, we had quality time. Wine time. That's right. More wine. (laughs) (laughs) Netflix time or whatever we were doing. And we only had three hours a day because Bob was gone for 12 hours because he commutes from um, Ventura County down to um, Burbank. And um, so I have so much more time. You have literally 24 hours a day instead of three hours. (laughs) So how has that been like in a marriage? Have you ever experienced anything like that before? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's, you know, it, it's a curse, but more of a blessing. I mean, you know, we get a chance to connect more and, and, uh, you know, do more things together. Um, I think it's finding a rhythm. And I think, you know, even up to this point, after a couple of weeks, you know, the rhythm, we haven't really reached it yet. Your mother is, is used to me not being there and working on her jewelry and creating and making the house nice and doing and doing her thing, you know, which is a routine. And I'm used to, you know, getting up in the morning, getting on the train, going to work, do my thing, get back on the train, come home. And then we kind of talk about each other's day. So, um, so it was disrupted. I, the regular routine is disrupted. It's scrambled. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's definitely disruptive. And, and um, but it's cool, but we are enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've gone through a lot of things in our lives and, and I think when, bad things happen we have a tendency to get closer as opposed to farther away right so i think this is just brought us closer than we were even before have you learned anything new about each other in the quarantine no no really i mean you know when you're together 30 years i think you you there's not as many surprises um bad surprises anyway good surprises (laughs) but as far as the bad surprises go, I don't... I don't uh... We always have each other's back. Yeah. Right. For everybody who doesn't know, my parents just celebrated their 30th 
anniversary. (laughs) So exciting. What advice do you have for a lot of couples who are going into quarantine? This is probably the first time in their life they've ever experienced anything like this. And uh, what advice do you have for them to avoid separating when they get out? Well, for th- new couples? Yeah, new couples new or couples. any kind of couples who are going through. Well, I think I think for any good relationship, there has to be mutual respect, you know, first of all. Um, a relationship is 50-50. I think, you know, you have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to, um, uh, you know, not fight every fight like it's a battle. You're going to compromise, and the compromise is a huge thing. And and if it doesn't hurt you and it makes your mate happy and stronger, then I I think it's a win for both of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you, Mom? Any advice for people who are experiencing probably for the first time being with their spouse for 24 hours a day, seven days a week? My my analogy for good relationship has always been: you you select someone because you're attracted to them and you love you like them, then you love them. Um, sometimes it's instant, sometimes it grows. My advice is you need to lift the other person. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has been the ingredient that I've used for 30 years is that, um, you build them, you don't tear them down. You don't make them feel bad. You build them up, you lift them, you, you encourage strengths in each other, not, chip away. Yeah. And coming from experience of being in relationships, I feel like it's the easy route to just, when you're feeling stressed, to bring the other person down. And I think over time you learn that building each other up just makes a better like kind of marriage and partnership in general. Right. And so I, I've learned that I, from I you feel guys. That, I feel that every day you have a choice. And I always use this as, as an example. You come to a fork in the road. Every day you wake up, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to build this person? Do you want to make them a better person because they're going to be spending their life with you? Make them a better person. Or do you want to make them feel insecure and bad about themselves? And you, you, I think the obvious choice is make them feel good, build them, make them strong. And then everybody wins. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. It's, it's, it's a win-win. There's days when, when I really need support and there's days when Michelle really needs support and we are always there for each other to give that support that's needed because everybody has a rough day or two and you know you need that I think I've learned more than ever through you guys is that and also being in relationships that felt very emotionally one-sided it's nice to have somebody that allows you to have a bad day even if you're the strongest person in the world when it comes to a lifelong of marriage the time of marriage you need to be able to have a bad day and for that person to lift you up and i think you guys give me like an amazing example of that Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have been married for 30 years, yeah, uh, which no, is that's, amazing. That's I mean, not by accident. That's that's hard work. Yes. You know, and it's a joy. So, well, how was, how was dating before you met each other? Quick. Well, yeah, how, how did dating go? We have people. dating apps now, and I feel like dating is so – I feel like people have – I always bring this up. I feel like people have short attention spans with dating now. Um, so how was it – like what was your longest relationship before finding each other? Mine was probably about a couple years, but that was that, that was back in high school, you know. Um, but, you know, relationships in high school are a lot different than relationships – you know, when you're a little bit older, you know, so you know, I'm not sure it was a quality relationship, but it was a relationship. Yeah. How about you, Mama? How long? For was- me, it was um, a, a good year. And then the decision to, how am I going to get rid of this guy? <laughs> 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 a good year. 
because you sense you know when you know when the trusts have been broken and you know when the boundaries are pushed and you you instinctively know that you need to get out but it's finding that (laughs) <laughs> finding that little but that little parachute to jump away. Well, I think that's that's what multiple relationships will do for you. It will help educate you on what you are looking for and what you're not looking for. And I think you can make those choices whether or not that person is right for you fairly quickly the older you get because you've met that person before and that's not a person that you know, is, is going to be additive to your life. I feel like being someone who's only been in relationships, the longest relationship I relationship I had was my recent one a year and a half but comparing that to then marrying someone and having a relationship for 30 plus years like how is that transition going from relationships that were only a year two years three years to now 30 years like well there are a lot of things you did the perfect I have the perfect because this is how this is how I see it with with dad and I I mean we met and there was um an initial attraction so you, you get that, which we've all had. And I think you come to a point when you're dating early on that you decide to meet, turn, and walk to the future together. And I think that's what we discovered really early because we were like, we knew. You got married within what, six months when you first met? We, we met at the end of July. And I actually had to go. I went back for a couple of weeks to visit my family right away. But we knew I came back and we were never apart. So we came back, I came back from my vacation with my family and we literally um, knew by Halloween mm-hmm. and we were like, oh my gosh, how are we going to tell people? Because they're going to think we're crazy. Yeah. But we knew that, I mean, it's a point where you reach where you like, everything clicks, you turn and you walk towards your future and you see the same path. Mm-hmm. And I think if you see all these different paths with other people, you know, and you're not in sync, something's off and that, and your, you will, your soul will tell you that your gut instinct will tell you, I'm trying to make this work. For those people who don't know, um, and I've heard this story so many times and I absolutely love asking you guys about it. Who wants to tell the story of how you both first met? Daddy. <laughs> Daddy's going to go ahead. Did I give the R-rated version? Or the, oh, or the okay. I heard there was something oh, wow. that had to do with going back in the backyard with the um, orange trees. Am I right? Well, actually, it was grapefruit. But, um, <laughs> well, no. So we both, um, you know, I took a second job as a bartender at a, at a restaurant. And um, the day that I left the restaurant, your mother started the restaurant as a cocktail waitress and, and obviously, you know, it's a place that I still hung out because I get free drinks and, you know, I have friends there. So anyway, so uh, my roommate and I had decided we were going to have a party at the house. And as is per usual, you invite as many women as you can. Invite those ladies, dad. So the, well, the ratio has got to be high, you know. So anyway, so my roommate... Um, uh, had invited a bunch of girls. He was a waiter at the same restaurant, and and one of the girls he invited was Michelle. And and uh, you know, from what I found out later is that Michelle, her goal was to meet me, which only God knows why. But, <laughs> but I said, if your roommate is going to be there, I will come. I've heard both sides of this story, and as Mother was saying, I heard that you wore a special outfit. Oh yeah, that intending to get with Dad. She, it was a lure. 
And her. <laughs> she had to learn. She knew what she was doing. She damn well knew what she was doing. Well, I had worked that evening, mm-hmm. and I knew that the party was that evening, and I gathered my girls because that was my job, was to gather as many women as I could of my friends. That's I had right. Of, I had a I've lot been of beautiful there. friends. <laughs> so, of course, I went home after work and showered and got all beautiful, and I put... This was... Okay, this was in the 80s, so Madonna was huge. Oh, yes. Huge. So, yes, I did have on my uh, peplum, which were basically... Peplum? Peplum. Which what is are basic- peplum? I don't even know what that was. <laughs> it sounds really weird, but it's, it's it actually... Works. It's biking shorts, which you guys all wear now. I'm wearing biking shorts right now. Right. And, but there was like a little skirt attached to the top of it. So you were like basically in biking shorts with a skirt and then a crop. Oh, top. yes, the crop top. But then the best oh, part Oh, the, the best part socks. for it. What was the best part for you, Dad? <laughs> yeah. What was the best the part? Over the over-the-knee socks. Over-the-knee socks. Black, all in black. Oh, okay. Which I never wear anymore. Oh, I love over-the-knee socks. That's a big guy getter, yes, the over-the-knee yes, socks. Over-the-knee yeah. socks. You know and, what you're doing with over-the-knee socks. And chunky and chunky um, platform high shoes. Ooh. I didn't okay. the shoe part. Yeah. It's all about the ensemble. <laughs> and okay, okay, so I was like... Really in shape. Okay, so we have the outfit. You're at the party. What happens next? Go ahead, Dad. Well, so it was late in the evening, and and of course, um, you know, there there been some drinking, not much, but there been some drinking. <laughs> what did so, I come to the party with? Well, I'm, I'm about to get to that place. <laughs> uh, so your mother shows up with her posse, and and um, and she brings a bottle of champagne and uh, from the Seven Eleven. From this is all transcending yeah, in a music video format in my yeah. head right now. And, yeah. <laughs> Champagne from the 7-Eleven. Exactly. That's right. Expensive. Fancy stuff. And so she presents it to me uh, and says, you know, basically, you know, here's uh, a little bit of something, something for you. Thank you for inviting me to your party. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, from there, it was was, uh, a lot of fun and frivolity. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the deeper, the longer story is, is, is that, you know, I'd kind of, you know, greeted and thanked and then kind of moved on a bit because I had to entertain guests and, and um, maybe your mother wants to. Uh, no, here it, here it is. This uh, is what happened. Talk about <laughs> okay. Them. Okay. The girls, no, and I, together. the girls and I got ready at my house. <laughs> I had the peplum. Going. Okay, I had the over the knee socks. I had the over the knee socks. <laughs> All black ensemble. Madonna. <laughs> Crop top. Crop top. Crop Essential. Top. Essential. Came over, got the champagne with all the girls, came over. And then when we walked into the house, it was like animal house. Like there was like a <laughs> Togas. Sp- there was like a spittoon on the fireplace. Like we were like mildly horrified. <laughs> but also intrigued. Oh. I mean, it's like, let's just, get a, let's just get a cocktail and this like meet and greet and go around. Then when we using the spittoon, just to be clear here. Yeah. No, it was, it was just the yeah. We noticed it. We noticed it. Okay. It was definitely a guy's, it was definitely a guy's pad for sure. Yeah. Yes. You know, Bachelor pad. Yeah. Bad rug. It was Animal house Bad rug and bad things, you know. It needed a woman's was, touch is what it needed. Everything was circulating yeah. around drinking and not doing laundry. until michelle got there well so then i mingled and we didn't know anybody so we were mingling and there was a gentleman at the party we won't gentleman's being very kind older (laughs) man dyed hair dyed hair and this was back when there was no cell phone so this gentleman had an enormous like the size of 
a basketball shoe phone. Okay. And was <laughs> pretending. I, I'm glad you said phone. I wasn't really <laughs> pretending. Was sitting on the back. Was sitting on the back porch, pretending that he was having a conversation with a producer or something. Like we were all so impressed. trying to impress. We were so impressed. Obviously. Yes, and um, I, I I found a, I found a moment where I kind of was like, God, I haven't seen Bob. Where's mm-hmm. Bob been this whole time. Where's Bob? So I, I took it to my advantage to go and tell Bob that there was a older man at the party who was really kind of troubling. Manipulation and, at its finest. Yes. And that I needed <laughs> he needed to come over and save me because the guy was like gonna ask me out on a date and I really didn't want to go out with the hair dyed. You're the white knight, Dad. I, I had no idea. And then fast forward, I hear there was something that happened in some grape, grapefruit uh, trees. Um, well, after I saved her and I told the uh, producer that uh, that Michelle and I were actually going to Vegas night. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we almost did. We almost did, actually. And we backed off. and, and Wait, Vegas for what? To... I don't know, to get married, or I don't know what we were No, we were just going to have fun. We were just going to go have fun. We were yeah. just going to extend, extend the... We hadn't really you know, thought the whole thing out, but we figured Vegas would be a good destination. So and then at that point, you know, as as a good gentleman does, I made sure that she was safe and, and uh, well That's cared right. for and gave her my undivided attention for the rest of the evening, which was, of course, giving her a tour of the... You know, oh. backyard. Oh, of course. Uh, my, uh, He's my, a state. Uh, my grove. Uh, <laughs> my grove of citrus trees. And uh, it just so happens that that's where we shared our first kiss under the uh, grape tree. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. Yeah. I love that story. I think no matter how many times I hear it, I love hearing it. It's so sweet. Yes. It <laughs> it's how true love has been formed. Yes. yes. Under the grape tree. And fast forward, you guys are married for 30 years. Has marriage been, is it different than you expected it to be? Nope. No? Well, sort of. I mean... How has it been different? Having all the kids that we had. I think. Well, yeah, that. And I think the fact that no matter what people tell you about what life is, you think, oh, it's, you know, it's the white, it's the house with the white picket fence and, and a couple of dogs in the yard and, you know, great kids and everything. It's it's never quite what is portrayed. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it's, it's not reality until you live the reality. Well, you don't go off into the sunset on a horse and then it's just, you know, you, you have... Uh, marriage is hard work. Right. And there's a romantic version and there's a real version. And, you know, I have to say that ours was the real version was, you know, was amazing, you know, 30 years later. So, um, well, here's the, here's the thing is I think that what I learned, what I've learned over the 30 years, cause I, I mean, you can never predict what life will bring you or what will do- be doled out. You never can predict, um, the economy, you can never um, predict how many children you're going to have, what's going to happen. But I think that through all of these things that have happened to us, we've we've had more than we can imagine. We've had to really pare down and, and be, you know, really smart with money. Um, I think that what we've learned is that when we're together, our relationship encompasses home. Right. So whether... We're overflowing with money, nice cars, nice house, wine clubs, whatever, or we're really watching our P's and Q's. We've always enjoyed each other's company. Yeah, I mean it's it's you've learned that it's not about 
money and, and stature. It's about the person you're with and who you're sharing that with. And, and, and that's, you know. And that can't be your goal. Your goal has to be a harmonious. Yeah. Harmonious time together. And I mean, no matter what, at the end of the day, we're happy to be together. You talked about having kids. Like, how has having kids like changed your relationship? It adds a whole it adds a whole new dynamic. I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, you know, having having kids, and I've well, first off, I've, you had twins. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that was, <laughs> my sister and I. We were the first born twins. Yes, that was that was. Well, yeah. we were trying to get pregnant. So we, we were we were trying to have kids. We were trying to have. We were definitely trying to um, have a baby. Baby singular. Baby <laughs> singular. Baby singular. So that was in the that was in the plan. You, know, yeah. you you start off in a relationship, and then we bought we were we bought a house mm-hmm. together yep. with like we were in escrow. I think before the wedding, right? Yeah, right I mean, a, we the, were right after the wedding. We signed papers. Yeah, we to wanted go. to have a house that we both wanted, and then we wanted to start a family. We had a you know. There comes a point when you start walking by the baby gap. <laughs> you're like I know a, I can make look a baby that fits those baby gap overalls well, you look you start seeing back then it was like you start seeing the cute outfits in the window and you're just like oh my gosh I'm not seriously looking at the cute outfits for the babies in the window <laughs> that's how I was with pistachio when I got my first dog yeah just like it yes but so we were both so we were both working at Disney at the time and um I got pregnant yes you did. On Christmas Eve. Oh, <laughs> Christmas Eve. Christmas a perfect Eve. little bundle of joy, a little we, present. That's right. We had Early the Christmas guest. well, we had the Christmas Eve party at our house, and then when everybody left, it got romantic. Oh. Fireplace, Christmas Eve. <laughs> and that is how I was conceived, everybody. Christmas Eve. <laughs> that was a gift. gift. That's right. You and your sister, you and your sister True story. True story. True yeah. story. So three months into the relationship, we went for the ultrasound. Right, the ultrasound yep. came back fine, but the and the one assistant to the doctor said, "Oh, I saw a little blip in there, but you know it's probably nothing. It'll just dissolve. It probably was maybe an extra egg or something." But you know, we go to the next ultrasound, which was month four. I believe so. And the doctor came up to Bob, Doctor Nishiguchi. <laughs> he said, um, "You might want to. You down. might want to sit down." And we said. Oh God, three arms, you know, <laughs> something's wrong. We just, yeah, that's the first yeah, thing you think about. Worst, yeah. Exactly. And he says, there's two of them in there. <laughs> you have twins. And that's when we started drinking double margaritas. <laughs> well, I went for margarita extremely right away. Well, that's right, Bob, you couldn't, but I could. I went right away. We had a margarita. He had a margarita. Double. And then I said, oh my gosh, I have to, I'm going to go back to, I have to go back to work. He's going, no, you're not going to go back to work. And I said, no, I go back to, I think, no, I went back to work actually. You did go back to work, yeah. And I was Then you faint, you fainted. Well, I was a pregnant girl at the studio for um, two more months. And then at five months, um, I fainted at work. Yes. And then the doctor. And you were bedridden until Kylie and Kendall were born. Sounds horrible, but no, the doctor just said, you're staying home and we need to monitor the pregnancy. I mean, there's a lot that goes on in a marriage, ups and downs and kids. Like, what are the three essential things that you would say you need to have in a partner to last the test of time? Oh. Well, friendship. Friendship. For sure. I mean, that's key. You uh, respect. Respect. Is huge and a bit of compromise, which I think I mentioned earlier, you know, because you're not always going to get your way. Um, you have to find happiness and, and 
giving giving up something that you know that maybe more so more so than compromise i I don't see compromise on my end actually but but i see (laughs) i see goals i mean we set goals Mm -hmm. so yeah so it was one of our goals was to um you know, when the kids flew the nest, we wanted to live closer to the ocean. So that was a goal we set. So we worked towards that and we saved towards that. And that's what we, here we are. Here we are in Oxnard, right by <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> Four miles of beach loving joy. Right. But I think that, I think that for um, a relationship, it, the key factors are respect. I mean, you have to respect the person that you're with. And lifting the person, definitely. And each person, each person needs to be emotionally available to give. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be fearless. You have to. And you're a team. You're a team. You go forward as a team. It's not like he said, she said. You're a team. Yeah, it's we. It's not I. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. And to consider the other person's feelings in every decision that you make, yeah, which is what I've learned empathy, through you guys. Empathy is an important thing you have to feel what the other person is feeling and you know try not you try not to hurt that person you're trying to make that person like your mother said you know lift lift that person as opposed to voting that person and we and we genuinely enjoy time together yeah because i know so many people and i have to say most of their marriages have failed who were like oh we have to have that trip to vegas with just the girls and you know that's trouble yeah. Coming. That's, that's like, you're not comfortable in your, and I'm like, and I have another friend who has a very successful marriage and we're just like, go to Vegas without our husbands. That's like insane. Why would we do that? Well, you want to feel secure in your relationship. I feel like you have each other's best interest in mind. Well, you want to experience life together. I mean, anything you do, you want to do it together, you know, whether that's going to Vegas or, you know, right. whatever you're doing, Which you're we do excited to experience it together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah, the the thought of the thought of me ever making him doubt um, feeling secure in our relationship never comes to mind. I mean, I would never, ever, ever put him in a position that made him worried that I would be unfaithful. Mm-hmm. I mean, respect of that, respect of, I mean, you know, um, when you take your vows, take your vows very seriously. I mean, that was... And, you know, you don't think of that. I mean, because you're just like, oh, we can't wait to be together. But we were really excited to get our lives started. It wasn't like, oh, I'm frightened. We're like, bring it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, bring it. Bring no, trust it. that. And one thing you guys have always told me is trust that inner voice that you have in a relationship. That's huge. Huge. Yeah, trust that inner voice. And that inner voice tells you before you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, um, it tells you what you truly want and if this relationship is truly right for you. Right. And one of my biggest advice that I always give all my children is, and especially the girls, when you're in a relationship and you're lying in bed next to that person at night, listen to the voice. The voice is going to be saying, you know, what he just said made me uncomfortable, made me feel sad, made me feel alone. Mm-hmm. And um, listen to that voice. That is the voice that will echo for years. Yeah. And you always say because of how this person makes me feel right now. I know I could never marry them. And I've, and that's how, you know, if somebody made you feel less, someone made you feel like, um, that you were second or made you Mm -hmm. feel like you were an option. And your voice tells you to run away from that. Yeah. You're not an option. If you're not the main 
if you're not the main squeeze, you ain't no squeeze. You have to be the main squeeze. That's right. <laughs> All right. So I have a little bit of a fun game to do for the end of this podcast. Um, it's the newlywed game or how well do you know each other? Um, so I had my mom and dad write out their answers ahead of time. And we're going to go through these and see how well do you truly know each other? All right, so in front of you guys, you have the answers that you have. I'm going to go through them really quick, and I want you guys to tell me what answer you had for each other and then what answer you had for yourself to see how right you guys were. Okay. All right, so the first question I asked is, what is each other's favorite food dish? So, Mom, what did you say Dad's favorite food dish was? Sadly, <laughs> cream, Sad- of, <laughs> cream of tuna. Cream of tuna. Now you're mocking me. <laughs> Dad, what did you say? Yours I had was? a second. I had a second thought, which would be a crock pot roast <laughs> or Dinah's chicken. For those of you who don't know what cream of tuna is, cream of tuna is a can of tuna with rice and milk, heavy it cream. Is tuna with made into like a tuna cream. <laughs> it sounds it's so appetizing horrible. as you yeah. say. It's horrible. <laughs> People hate me now. I don't eat this. I don't eat this. But it's, but it's not my favorite meal. What's actually, your favorite meal, He Dad? actually brings it to work. And I said, to people at work are going to be gone? There's the It's tuna. like part of my childhood memory, no. cream of tuna. People, yeah. when you we bring it to, to like it, when you bring it to work, I people it. are saying, there's the cream of tuna guy. They're saying it <laughs> behind your back. <laughs> Dad, what's your actual favorite dish? Well, my actual favorite is uh, my wife's uh, filet mignon. Oh, okay. Getting I, fancy I up that. in I here. I feel bad now. I did. <laughs> what's something you made of uh, cream of tuna? Because that's you know it's a tough. It's hole. an essential staple, I would say, <laughs> of our exactly. childhood. That's not, that's, not that's not if you're in it. All right, but I do make I I do I I watch um who's the girl that I do the cooking shows for the skinny the only skinny cook out the there one. the Italian girl yeah Jamo Giada Giada with the smiling chopping all everything all happy she, I love her recipes the girl has got it I'm telling you and she does the pepper seared. Filet. And that is Daddy O's favorite, uh, favorite is, meal, huh? Yeah. I would say that, that would be my favorite. Oh, what do you think mom's favorite meal is? Well, I'm going to have to say that would be the Kisho Love Roll. Oh. Oh, that's not what he said, but the, but it is I would have like said the Kisho Love Roll, too. So the Kisho Love Roll is like a lobster roll, a sushi right. roll. That is lobster, salmon, tuna, but I have that when I go out to lunch with Colton. Oh. Colton's but my brother. My favorite, my favorite meal is probably would be salmon. Salmon. Because ah. I make but a you killer. you have it all the time. How could that be your favorite? Because I love it and I make it all the time. You can't go wrong with I would salmon. Have it, I would have it four times a week if I could because I make a really nice right. salmon. Well, question number two is what is the household chore you guys dislike the most? Mom, what do you say dad dislikes the most? Toilets. Toilets, yeah. Who likes to clean a toilet? I said I said cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So that would be that would be true. What did you guess, dad? Um, for your mother, she doesn't like to clean the floors. It's not that I don't like it. It just takes a long time. Well, that's, you know. <laughs> What'd you say yours was, Mom? Toilets. Toilets. I think toilets all around is like the least favorite chore. PBGBs. Especially when there's like splat. Oh, I don't even want to get there. I'm not even talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. All right. <laughs> Question number three. What's your favorite breed of dog? I had a thought about what each other's favorite breed of dog was. Mom, what did you say dad's favorite breed of dog was? Britney Spaniel. Oh, you're right. Uh, really? And, and, it wasn't that, and it wasn't that choice seven or eight years ago. It's because of But when the girls rescued a Brittany Spaniel when they were going to school in San Francisco and they brought Odin (laughs) into our home, I I can't think of a breed or a dog that I would love any more than our little dog. Odin. He's loving. I I did have an irresponsible, turned responsible uh, experience of rescuing my first dog in San Francisco when I was in college. And Odin has been a part of our family for how long? Eight. 
seven or eight years. Eight, now. seven eight. years. Yeah, we've had him for six. You guys had him for like a year and a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was your? What would you guess for mom's favorite breed of dog? Well, I think we all know that it would be a French. Uh, French. <laughs> oh, Frenchie. Frenchie. Well, mom, did you say that was yours as well? Yeah, yeah Frenchie. Yeah, no this is like the second dog. Odin's friend. There might be a potential Frenchie in the future. The little, the little round head and the little quirky. Oh, little apple head. The little, just a little quirky guy. Aww. We always need to have a little quirky guy. Yeah. He's giving treats. All right. So question number four, what's their favorite flower? Mom, what did you guess dad's favorite flower I have no was? idea. Question mark, crazy face. Question mark, crazy face. <laughs> Dad, no. what's your favorite flower? I think, I think. Uh, 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 it's a blossom, actually. It would be the orange blossom. The orange blossom. blossom. The blossom. I love, I love orange blossoms. Orange and lemon blossoms. That's they, my favorite. And there's a promise of fruit. There is a promise. There's a promise of fruit. Well, every, <laughs> every flower that we planted in this garden had to have a fragrance. And we have... Yeah, jasmine. I, I'm a jasmine Jasmine. Fan. And we have... Um, good. Mm -hmm. so we have. And we have all those plants in this garden. Dad, what did you say mom's favorite flower was? Well, it's a, uh, obviously it's a peonies. Oh, peony. Yeah. It's a peony. I would have thought it was a stargazer. No. No, it's a we peony. We did that at our wedding, but a peonies. Coming up. Coming up because at Trader Joe's, the peony season is coming May. Oh, because yeah. you agree, mom. It was a peony. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, she likes she likes the peonies because it only help, it's only like available for... Like the end of April, beginning yeah. of May. Yeah, it's means, a rarity. It's, makes it that much more desirable. It's pressure to find it, too. That's it's true. Dad, Trader get going. Trader Joe's has them, but they're... <laughs> They, they they start off in a tight ball and then they puff up to like the, these enormous blooms and I love them. Puffs. All right. Question number five. What bones have I broken? Well, this is easy. I, I would say your mother has had zero. Zero. Mom, have you had zero bones? I'd say daddy had zero. You would be correct. Wait, and you I, both have had zero bones broken? No broken bones. Really? Yeah. I thought. You're very flexible. I think, dad, you went through like football. Yeah, they did. And all kinds of sports. And mommy yeah. were in track yeah. and cross country. So I would have thought there was at least one broken bone. I had, well, I had a fracture. One thing in our whole family, we've had broken bones. I mean, Colton had a broken collarbone finally, but that had like nothing to do with organized sports. It was, yeah, that's true. Uh, that was just snowboarding. All right. Question number six. What's your favorite restaurant? So, um, mom, what restaurant did you guess dad, was dad's favorite? Dario's. Dario's. Um, that would be incorrect. Oh, incorrect. Really? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it the other Spanish restaurant in Burbank? Is it no? It, no? Ding Tang Fung. Oh, yeah. I love. Yes, of course. Ding Tang, Tang Fung. That's I love that place. Yeah, yeah, some, some and then some. They have great dim sum. We need to go there as they, soon as this do, is over. I, yeah, as soon as the quarantine's over, we're going to Ding Tang Fung. Yeah. Dad, what'd you guess mom's favorite restaurant was? Um... Tao. Yeah, Tao. Yeah, yeah Tao. Yeah, Every year my parents go to Las Vegas for my mom's jewelry show. Um, and then they go to Tao. That's right. That's right. Tradition. And, been, and that was the first place we met Joe. That is true. The first place we met Joe was at Tao. That's so true. We had and shared many a course of meals there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We talked him into stealing the chopstick holder. Oh, don't tell <laughs> people that he stole the chopstick holder. <laughs> it, was a, it was a test, a long family test, and Joe did successfully steal right, the chopstick the perch. Test. And on the bottom of the little guy, it says, stolen from the Tao. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I think so many people steal those Tao, Tao little uh, porcelain yeah. chopstick holders that you have to. Um, all right. Question number seven. What was your first job? Okay. So mom, what did you guess dad's first job was? Um, age 11, paper boy. 
yeah. Very good. I knew it. I knew it was Paperboy. Yeah. All right, Dad, what would you guess uh, Mom's first job was? I was a paper girl. I was a paper, paper girl. girl. <laughs> and the Paperboy and Paper Girl ran into the sunset and lived happily yes. ever after. Yes, <laughs> exactly right. I, I feel like that wasn't an option when I was younger. No. It's, no. No. It's not an option. My first job was at Hollister, and it was like folding clothes. Folding clothes. And saying, welcome to the pier. Welcome to welcome the pier. To the pier. <laughs> welcome to the pier. Yeah. Okay. Um, question number eight. What was the first concert you went to? So, Dad, what would, would you guess for moms? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm totally guessing. We just guessing talked about it. We I'm just talked I'm about gonna it. I'm going to say Hall & Oates. Yeah, Hall & Oates. Hall & Oates. At the Tower. Yep. Yep. Their yep. hometown. I love – I saw Hall & Oates live as well. So I absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing on Dad's. Was it Dodger Stadium, Elton John? Very good. Ah, Elton John! Exactly. And we recently – Saw Elton John. We all went together. My dad, uh, my mom, and I. We went to watch Elton John. I heart. That's right. I heart concert. I love that. Very special. Yeah. And put tears in my eyes. Awesome. It was was so great. He's such a talent. Yes, he is. All right. Question number nine. Um, Name one childhood pet you had. So, mom, what was a childhood pet that dad had? It was Teddy Bear the poodle. Well, that's true. <laughs> but the one that made the most impact was Timba. Timba. Ooh. I remember Timba. Timba was alive when I was younger. He was. Right? He was a white Samoyed. And, yeah. And, uh, Very puffy. He was awesome. Very much. He has the same personality as Odin in, in many ways. Oh. Very gentle. <laughs> gentle animal. He's very gentile. Yes. Dad, what was a pet that mom well, this had? Is, this is easy because we hear endlessly about oh, the uh, about Mr. Casey the we Beagle. We do. We hear so many stories about Mr. Casey the Beagle. He had the, he had the fish hook. In his cheek, he, I remember yes, that. He, he stole the fish that was attached to the rod and got the fish hook. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Casey was a wild, wild dog. He yep, was wild. Yep. Uh, question number 10, what was each other's childhood nickname? So, Mom, what was Dad's childhood oh, nickname? Easy. Bobby with an eye with a little heart on top of Bobby. the Bobby! not a nickname. <laughs> I thought you could go Kahuna. Because- oh, no. Kahuna is also Bobby. So you said Kahuna, Dad. His mom oh, always called him. I... His mom always called him Bobby, and he was so affectionately but that was called only Bobby. My mom. But that's my friends name. didn't call me Bobby. What? I call. I call. Mister Long. <laughs> I would call you Kahuna. That's right. Kahuna was your nickname. It was that's a family nickname for a while. True. And Kahuna, where does Kahuna come from? Just so everyone knows. It's well, a surfer, right? This is back in the, the bar days when hanging out with my friends. We all had nicknames. Mm-hmm. And I was the big kahuna because I was like the big surfing guy. He also had a license plate that said kahuna. I oh, did, that's I right. Did, yeah. That's right. I'm like a little convertible. Then, that's you know, right. I, had, I had one friend that was called Fletch because he was always changing his profession when he met new women. Oh. And, uh, you know, our good friend Cato, who, uh, you know. We don't need to really talk too much about yeah. him, but no. but we all had uh, those nicknames, and that's it started at that time. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, so Kahuna, it's a it's a surfer, right? Big yes, Kahuna. It's, it's surfer. The big Kahuna is a surfer back in I think maybe the fifties or sixties. I think, and, yeah. Daddy so, was a surfer. Yeah, in the day. In the day, Dad, what did you guess Mom's nickname was? Um, well, I'm going to say Shelly. That was true, but. You know, oddly enough, because we, I grew up at the beach every summer. That was kind of, um, and they, and I was a sun girl. I was always out in the sun. So they called me Sol, like sun, Sol. Really? Yeah. And so then my dad would, and my dad would call me, my dad would call me Solly. A Solly, yeah. (laughs) It was just weird. It was kind of a weird thing. (laughs) Little Solly. Little sun kiss. Little sun girl. Yeah. Oh. All right. So question number 11. What is your favorite cereal? Dad, what do you guess mom's favorite cereal was? Um, whether she knows it or not, her favorite cereal of all time is Quisp. Quisp. 
Oh, I, you did bring up Crisp earlier. Oh, okay, that was my favorite cereal. I, know you I, I than thought you, you know meant. Yourself. I thought you meant like currently. Well, that's why I said in the in the oh, past. Oh, so I totally screwed up on this question. <laughs> what did you say yours was? No, I just totally was. I, I think I said like raisin bran and rice chips. But but yes, checks. Crisp and Quake were huge. Exactly. It's like a Captain Crunch, but in different shapes. Ooh, space Quake sauce. Space oh, I saucers. love Captain Crunch. Just like sugar thing that gets stuck in your teeth. You That's know. the best. I liked Fruity Pebbles. My parents never let me eat them. Huh? No. You never allowed me to have Fruity I Pebbles. Know. I like those a lot. I have Fruity Teeth. Yeah. Um, Mom, what would you guess favorite? Dad was? You had to get no, a I thought it's you like... were thinking currently, and I was like going like Raisin Bran. That's well, okay. I mean, I put Life. Life? You know. Life. As a kid, you liked Life? Um, Cocoa Puffs well, we or something. I bet you were like I a just... Cocoa Puff guy. No, I wasn't Cocoa Puff guy. <laughs> Actually, I like shredded wheat, believe it or not. Oh, you like, do like shredded wheat. I like the pillows, the big pillows of shredded wheat. <laughs> big I, don't, pillows. I don't know if they do those anymore, but they might. I, I used to really like uh, shredded wheat, and life life is, was up there. Yeah. Oh, I would wake up first person awake at my house every Saturday, down to the cereal, first one to open it, and crisp. I would, well, I would open it up, and I would reach. I would reach <laughs> all the way down to the bottom of the box and get the prize out. Oh, it was a huge competition. Whoever got the yeah, prize in I the box, I would the, like yes. full on go for it. Um, okay, question number twelve. What do you like to drink when you go out at night? So, mom, what did you guess dad's drink was? Well, it was two things. It's if we're at a Mexican restaurant, then it's margarita. Margarita. Or for it, fine dining, he likes to have a sea breeze. Ooh, uh, right on on both counts. Hell yeah. I, see, I know you guys would not get this one wrong. Dad, what did you guess mom's was? Well, I mean, you know, if we go to a Mexican restaurant, your mother's going to have a margarita, no doubt about it. But usually she's going to have a pinot noir. <laughs> pinot noir. Red wine down. My mom, yes, pinot. I always know you buy the pinot. And margarita nights, like, this happened ever since I was little. There would always be the margarita Sundays. Yeah. We always go to uh, we always go to Mex- Mexican food restaurant on Sundays, and then it would be like tickle torture night when I was younger. It was I remember that margarita night, second margarita, the second margarita, <laughs> maybe a, maybe a third. You, know, you never know. Um, okay, so number thirteen, what is each other's pet peeve? Dad, would you guess mom's pet peeve was? Oh, that's easy, and I think you guys know this by staying here for the few days would be the toilet seat up. Oh, oh. yeah. If you flush a toilet seat when the toilet seat's up and you flush it, that's no bueno. Particles. Particles. <laughs> I, my parents, mom gave me a breakdown of what happened when you flush the toilet with the seat up and the particles. It was like a scientific chart. She sent everybody. Yeah. That was a Did thing. You sent like a whole chart about where the particles go, how long, how far they. Well, if you watch like Bill Nye the Science Guy, or you We're watch scientific those, here. Yeah, any of that little scientific show, they always. What was that one show where they were like saying how far the particles went? They found that was a uh, MythBuster. 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 They, and they found, tested on the toothbrushes and they everything. Found Guys, particles are everywhere. Particles. Particles are in everywhere. the next room. <laughs> That's yeah. a good pet peeve good to have. Yeah. Uh, so, Mom, what did you guess Dad's pet peeve was? I said none. He doesn't none. have any. He's do you know what pet peeve did? Well, uh, well your mother's right. I'm he's very easy going. But as, as far as like on a Saturday or Sunday when I've had a long work week, um, I don't like to have too many honeydews. Not too many honeydews. Oh. Which is a list. A honeydew is a list of things that need to happen. Oh, honeydews. I'm very nonchalant about that. Uh, no, you're not nonchalant. <laughs> you're very not subtle. So, um, <laughs> I'll sit there, be relaxing, and goes. Oh, you know, we really need to put that hanger up on the door. Mm, there's a lot. I know that there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a lot of honeydews. Yeah. And the of weekend. course, you know, I, I immediately get up and put down my iced tea and uh, my book and 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 
performs. He's a handyman. Which is where the compromise came. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, this brings us to our last question. I always like to talk about love languages. So what would your spouse's love language be? So mom, what did you guess dad's love language would be? And the love languages are uh, quality time, physical touch, a- um, acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation. Quality time. Quality time. Hmm. Is that one you write for yourself? Was it gifts? Was it no, I put, I, put aff- I, well, I put affirmation for both of us because <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think we kind of talked about this earlier that when you're with someone, sometimes you take it for granted. I think it's very important to take the time to say how much you appreciate them and what they do. I mean, your mother washes, you know, my stinky clothes every day and folds them. And, you know, you could just think that's an automatic thing. But, you know, every now and then it's like, oh, my God, she's, she's like doing this every day. She's folding them every day. I know how much I hate folding clothes, but she does it, never says anything about it. And, I, you know, I appreciate that. And I want Happy her to, to know that I appreciate all the stuff that she does. And, and uh, so for me, affirmation is, oh, is pretty important. I love that. Mom, did you write affirmation for yourself? No, I wrote quality time because quality time. I really value at the end of the day, and this is really important for, I think, every relationship. I like to celebrate every day. And I think that if you wait for a birthday or an anniversary, then you're missing the quality moments that you have every day. So I always look for gratitude every day what I'm grateful for. And we always have practiced this as a family. And every single day when dad comes home, I make sure that the house is welcoming. Mm -hmm. So welcoming meaning when he comes home, um, I'm cooking dinner, which I really enjoy because at four o'clock I work all day. I work um, doing my jewelry line and everything that involves that. And then I at four o'clock, I put everything down and I either go out and get fresh ingredients and I cook fresh every day. So I either make steak or fish or whatever. And I do, um, we have wine. I buy flowers. I always make it a special day every day. I don't think you need to wait for the holiday. Mm-hmm. And we buy Kringles. Kringles. <laughs> wow. That was wine, fireplace, cheese, wine. I always dinner's fire ready. In the winter, in the winter nice I always... pastry. It's, it's <laughs> how you end the day. It's the little things. Yeah. Well, yeah, when dad comes home, I, I just make it a point. I light a fire. I lay, I lay the fire, and then I know he's coming home at 7, so at 6.30, I light the fire, start the dinner, get the wine open, you know, make sure, and then, you know, then it's an enjoyable, and we have a really enjoyable time together. And I've learned a lot through your guys' relationship, and I feel like that's something that I aspire to have, like, moving forward in relationships. And in closing, I'm going to ask you guys a few questions. Um, I want to know, what's your favorite thing about each other? So, Mom, what's your favorite thing about Dad? Hmm. There's a lot of favorite things. I mean, I think that he is the calm in the storm, and it's when things are stirring up and things are crazy, um, he's the common storm. He's the guy that you go to to make everything um, feel like it's going to be okay. He always makes me feel safe, always makes me feel like it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's yours, Daddy? What's your favorite thing about Mamacita? Wow. Well, you know, like your mother said, there's there's a, quite a number of things. I'm trying to put my finger on, on, on what would be the most one that I would think of most. And I... And I think the fact it's it's almost it's almost it's a love and a hate thing almost because of all the people I've ever known, your mother morally is probably the most amazing woman I've ever met. I mean, she always takes the high road. She never cheats, never lies, never does anything that would compromise 
who she is, you know, and I really respect that because, you know, I think people try, <laughs> people, people try, but people I mean, try. you know, it's, and like I said, it's, it's a little bit of a curse because I know I'm not perfect and, and I feel that your mother is. Oh, that's not true. No, I think, I think there, there's a, there's one more thing I want to add to that. I think is very important in this couple's discussion. Um, but, um, yeah, we, we always take the high road. We've been, we've been through good times. I mean, we've been with feast and famine Mm -hmm. and we've been blessed with beautiful, smart, loving children. Thank you. (laughs) But we've, 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 um, at a very, very young age, we kind of made you, um, enjoy, you know, being in your, being in your alone time with a book or, um, a toy. And we made you, um, happy with just one or two independence Independence and and being able to enjoy your, it's very important to enjoy your alone time. Um, but it's also, I think one of the things that as a family we do, that's really makes us strong is that times when we have dinner together, which we, we always celebrate and make it ceremonial, we cook together, et cetera. Um, I think it's so important, especially now phones away mm-hmm. everybody put your phone away for 20 minutes during dinner and communicate with each other because i think that this is a dying art is communicating um toasting wine enjoying each other's company you don't have to see all everything on your phone for at least put it away during meal time or and living in the moment yeah. in the one moment. tradition we have for dinner that i always love is that before we eat everybody goes around in the table and says what they're thankful for right and we still we do that and we demand we that still of, do that we do that and we demand it of guests mm-hmm. right even <laughs> guests <laughs> coming to dinner oh. and they know they know all of the kids friends know that we do that and that and it makes everybody stop and be appreciative and I think that is such a small thing. It takes so little time, but it builds relationships and it builds bonds. Well, and it's and it's huge now because of all the things that everyone, all these fa- all these families are going through with this virus and everything. I think people get so caught up in the news about how many people are dying, and that's and that's obviously very tragic and it's it's horrible. But I think you also need to take time to be thankful for the things that you do have. You know, your your family, your health, and Right. Things and you need to put things in perspective. And when and, everybody's uh, so stressed out, don't be so stressed out. Like breathe. Mm-hmm. It's you know take that those little moments that you take to walk the dog, smell the flowers. Those moments become memories. Mm-hmm. No one's going to remember how many likes somebody had on a um, on a page. They're going to remember not. No one's going to remember like what. The, you know, they're missing on a text, mm-hmm. but you're going to remember spending time exactly with each other. And a little tiny, every little moment that makes each person individually themselves. Yeah. Yes. And one thing that I love is I always love that no matter where we are, no matter what happens, it always feels like home when we're all together. And I appreciate every moment with you guys. Oh, we're very proud of you, Kendall. Oh, we're thank you. Of all our kids. <laughs> We've really spent a lot of time building our kids and we hope that they're all we want them to be comfortable and confident in the world. So, Well, thank you so much, Mom and Dad, Bob and Michelle, for joining me for an episode of Down to Date. I really appreciate it. And um, I feel like through 
my just you being my parents, I've learned so much about what I want in a relationship and what I aspire to have for my future, my children, my husband. So um, I will forever thank you for that. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. <laughs> this has been Down to Date. I'm Kendall Long here with my mom and dad, Bob and Michelle. Make sure you guys rate, review, subscribe, all the things, and uh, stay tuned next week. Thank you.